Good evening, and happy Lord's Day. Y'all, we are finally in the Advent, my favorite season of the liturgical year. I just, I love everything about Advent. I love the wreath, uh, which we're going to be blessing after the homily. I love the purple colors. Just look at everything that we have in here. Um, it's the music even for Advent. I love the sense of the music, the sense of the anticipation. Uh, some of the, like, the coolest prayers, the most beautiful prayers we have in the church, uh, come during the Advent season, like this period of like waiting, of longing. Uh, there's such like this, I find like an energy with Advent because we're just like expectantly waiting this anticipation of like waiting for Jesus to come for Christmas. Um, and I think it kind of fits well with like maybe like the natural and the social uh, ordering of seasons. Like right after Thanksgiving, everybody immediately wants to jump to Christmas. Some people think, uh, or they skip Thanksgiving. Some people, after, right after Halloween, they skip right to Christmas. Um, it's like, like we're already like waiting for Christmas, all right? And so now we finally get to start Advent. We're, we start the formal preparation of waiting for Christ to come at Christmas. Uh, I just love the energy, the, the music, the prayers. Everything is just beautiful. Uh, and so not only is it the first Sunday of Advent, um, guess what tomorrow is? November 30th. What's tomorrow? The last day of hurricane season. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. This was a rough one this year. Um, but when I reflect on like this hurricane season, um, it's, it has a really interesting message that ties in well with Advent. Um, and that message is one of waiting and preparation. I think what happens is we tend to get this misconception that sometimes we just have to wait for something. It just means like do nothing. Like literally just like sit there and wait until something happens. Um, that's not always the case. Uh, you think what happens when a hurricane comes. Um, you know, we know that there's a storm in the Gulf, and so what happens? We start making preparations. We go, we buy generators, or we go to Walmart, we get Vienna sausages, or we get water, uh, whatever water might be left. Um, you know, we start putting boards in the house. Uh, like, we start making preparations before the hurricane gets here. We're not just waiting for it to come and wipe us out, right? We make preparations. Um, unless you're like Doc, who just has prepared all of hurricane season and keeps his boards up the entire time. Um, but, you know, um, some people are overly prepared. I'm not saying Doc is overly prepared. Doc is probably more prepared than any of us here for, like, the coming of, like, like the, the judgment, you know, for crying out loud. Um, it's like, if you want a good partner, like, to help you get to the judgment, like, go find Doc. I guarantee he's going to get you through it. Um, so, like, that's the sense here of Advent is, like, waiting but preparing at the same time. All right, it's not a passive thing. Advent is a very active uh, time of preparation. And so like, what's really cool, too, is you look at like, this gospel reading, it sounds a lot like the readings we had at the end of the last liturgical year, which we just stopped last Sunday. Last Sunday was the last Sunday of year A for the readings. This Sunday starts year B. But we have the same theme of like waiting, of like being prepared, uh, of like you know Jesus coming and us actually not being caught off guard. It's the same, like, really just like a continuous theme between the end of one year and the beginning of another, which I think is so cool. And so we hear in the gospel reading like this need to be watchful and to be alert. Uh, we hear this role of the gatekeeper, which you think of what a gatekeeper did back in those days. They sat at the front gate of the city, and they made sure that people who were coming in and out were coming in and were safe, first of all, uh, that they weren't coming to attack the city. They weren't spies or anything. If they brought any kind of commerce or trading goods, uh, the gatekeeper would, would keep count of who was bringing what into the city. Um, it's like this idea of the gatekeeper is really important. Uh, if we think at what point this is happening in Mark's gospel, where this is already halfway through Mark's gospel, it's not the beginning, um, Jesus would have already called Peter the rock in which he builds the church. He would have given the keys to Peter already. So like Peter is the gatekeeper. So like imagine like, you know, Peter's already given that title, and he's hearing Jesus say these things like, you know, I've appointed you as the gatekeeper. Peter's probably thinking, well, I better be getting ready. 
Because Jesus keeps saying that, like, you know, all these things are going to happen when we get to Jerusalem. Uh, he keeps talking about, like, this, this time where he's going to be killed. I don't know what, exactly what's going to happen. But Peter's going to be getting ready. And so Peter's an example for us in this time of preparation. Of, like, we can't just sit by and do nothing. This period of waiting requires us to make preparations. Um, and let's look at this reading from Isaiah. We're going to hear from Isaiah all throughout Advent. Every single day of Advent, whether it's in the Mass, whether it's in Liturgy of the Hours, we're going to hear something from Isaiah. Isaiah is like the guy talking about like the coming of the Messiah, who he's going to be. Um, and, and we hear this from Isaiah, Would that you might meet us doing right, that we were mindful of you in our ways. Uh, this kind of makes me think of last Sunday's Gospel. Again, the end of the last liturgical year, we hear about the... Um, the separation of the sheep from the goats, you know, and Jesus saying that, like, what you did to the least of my brethren, you did to me. The sense of, like, being found doing the right. And then we heard, like, what happens with the goats if you're not caught doing what is right. And so, like, this, we, again, this, like, continuation of theme here. And so, like, Advent is a season of preparation so that we don't just, you know, we're able to do the right things. We're, we're reflecting on the reading from last Sunday and asking ourselves, how are we growing? How are we doing? That's what Advent's for. It's a time of preparation. We take account of, like, where do we need to grow? Like, where am I, where am I following most of my life? You know, what's, what's the area that I feel like God's really asking me, you know, to, to really strive for the highest? Um, and ask him to come in, in in those places and to help us grow to welcome him Christmas Day. All right, and this is, really requires humility. You know, that's what Jesus does is he exemplifies humility. We heard a few weeks ago for uh, the second reading from Philippians uh, from, that says, like, Christ humbled himself. That's what he does when he comes for Christmas. Like, he takes the form of a slave. That's what Paul's talking about in Philippians. Like, like the incarnation right there that we're preparing for is an act of humility. God comes down from heaven to earth. You know, it's, in some ways we hear the Psalms say that the earth is his footstool. Like, God comes from heaven, from his throne to his footstool to be with us. That's something we celebrate in every Mass. We celebrate, like, Christ coming in the flesh on the altar. And so just like we celebrate the Paschal mystery, the death, the resurrection here on the altar, it's the same thing with the coming of Christ. We celebrate him coming in the flesh. This reincarnation is also celebrated in addition to his death and his rising. And so it's a really cool thing when we look at that for Advent. Like we're, it, It's a different emphasis. We tend to focus more on the sacrifice uh, when we look at the altar. But for Advent, the theme has shifted more to the incarnation, the fact that God takes on flesh. And that flesh is presented right here on the altar at Mass. And so, you know, we also have to look at the sense of coming. You know, we hear in the psalm today, come to save us. Uh, we heard in the entrance hymn, O come, O come, Emmanuel. All right, and, and that particular hymn is based on what's called the Oathathons. We get to December 17th, we're in the last week before we get to Christmas. And for evening prayer, we hear these antiphons that call Christ by a different name. We hear, O Emmanuel, O Star of David. Uh, all these different titles. Uh, and what's really cool is that when you get to the last day of the antiphons, it's December 23rd, if you take the first letter of each of those titles and you put them backwards, it spells out a Greek phrase. It says, ero kras, which means tomorrow I will come. So the next day will be the 24th. It's Christmas Eve, which the Christmas vigil starts the actual Christmas season. So on the evening of the 24th is when we celebrate like Christ coming for the first time at the, at the Christmas vigil. So it's so cool, like all these little intricacies with Advent, like all the, the themes, the titles, like there's so much to reflect on. And so one of the things we hear too in the readings is the sense of like God being the potter and us being the clay. Isaiah is referring to God being the potter. He wants us to realize that we're to be formed in this time. 
Just as a potter forms the clay into something other than clay, he makes, he makes art out of it. He makes something uh, that can be used out of it. We have to ask ourselves during this time, how is God calling us to be formed? So it's a penitential season, all right? That's why we were a purple for Advent, just like we would for Lent. So we're asking God to form us in the ways of holiness. We hear that in the antiphons, the O antiphons, like come and show us the way of holiness um, and guide us out of darkness in the shadow of death. So like we're asking God to form us into the people he's asking us to be. Again, this is a time of preparation, a lot of anticipation, a lot of waiting. You know, it seems like we have to wait um, a long time for Christmas to come. Like we're ready for it right now, but we have to wait. But again, we're using that time like, to, to use the season as a season of formation, of letting God form us, to take us, to, to mold us. And sometimes like, that's not the easiest process. All right? Again, a penitential season. Like, this is the great time of the year to come to confession. Uh, in a few weeks, we're actually going to have a night all across the diocese. Every single church parish is going to be hearing confessions for like two or three hours. It's like we realize this is a season for repentance. Like we're waiting for God to come, and so we want that reconciliation. We want to prepare ourselves as best we can. So like this is the best time to come get cleaned up, you know, come to confession during Advent. Uh, you know, maybe it's been a while since you've been to confession. This is a perfect time to come. You know, again, this is the time that God wants to form us to prepare us to receive him as best we can. Because that's the thing. It's an act of humility. You know, he comes as a baby. He could have come in so many different ways. But he came as a child, born in a manger, in a feeding trough, in a cave. Like, that is the purest act of humility there ever was, for God to come down, take on our flesh, our lowly state, and to come and be born in a feeding trough. Like, that's just mind-blowing. Like, like, the Jews did not think that was ever possible. That's why for them it was almost scandalous to think of God coming in that form. But again, Jesus is trying to model that. And, and he models himself in preparation. You know, think of all the time he spent with Jesus, and, uh, with Mary and Joseph, you know, in Nazareth. The time he spent being formed by Mary and Joseph. You know, he models formation for us. He forms uh, us in being able to wait. He waited until he was 30 years old to start his public ministry. It's like Jesus is, is calling us to use like, that model that he did, this act of humility, to submit himself to somebody else and their authority and to be formed. And if Jesus can be formed, obviously we can as well. And that's what this time is for. Again, forming ourselves, coming to know ourselves better, repenting of our sins, so we can really receive Christ in the best way possible when he comes for Christmas. And so with that, we're going to profess the creed in a few minutes, and then we bless this Advent wreath, which symbolizes the light of Christ. And it's, it's a reminder that as each light is lit throughout the season, the light continues to get bigger and bigger. That as we came out of darkness, you know, we came out of the darkness of our sins, we're able to realize that Christ comes as the light, and he shows us with this light, as, as each candle is lit, and we get closer to his coming, our salvation becomes closer and closer at hand. And we hear that throughout the readings, we hear that in the prayers. And so as we continue with this Mass, we ask God to come and to help prepare our hearts uh, as we say, come Lord. Because as we say, come, he's saying, I am coming, and I'm coming very soon.